0: into the state of the division for the NL Central today, a broadcast brought to you by Just Baseball. I'm the host, Clay Snowden. Co-host Ethan's not here today. Um, Had some last-minute change of plans, so it's just me today. We're going to do this a little different. Every week for about five or six weeks now, we've done the whole, let's go through each team. Let's just, a lot of numbers, a lot of stats, who's doing well, who's not doing well. Um, we just wanted to take a break from that. We're not finished doing that, but um, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to go over the standings as always, and then I kind of want to present a question, or a, a, j- just as a thought exercise, um, bring up a couple of topics, maybe for each team, um, about the division as a whole, as we've kind of reached a sample size now where you can start doing, doing a little bit more with, and um, we're starting to paint a picture of what this division really looks like to recap just what it looks like quickly it's not good a lot of these questions have to do with rebuilding teams or teams that are just terrible um but that's where we are as always we have our hats well without ethan today it's just me the retro i believe this is called the cooperstown collection st louis cardinals navy hat today for me um, as the Cardinals are going to be one of our main topics today, but let's go ahead and dive in. Like I said, I'll start with the standings. First place: Milwaukee Brewers, twenty-eight and sixteen. The team that Ethan and I keep talking poorly about is twenty-eight and sixteen. A couple clowns running this show. St. Louis Cardinals, twenty-four and nineteen. Now, before I go any further, these stats were as of Thursday, um, about eight eight o'clock and in the evening third place pirates 18 and 25 fourth place chicago cubs who did lose 20 to 5 today um moving the cubs to 18 and 26 and the victor in that 20 to 5 game the cincinnati reds 14 and 30 brewers cardinals pirates cubs reds what do you notice about these standings they're almost always the same every week we've done this that's because you have the brewers and cardinals who are in one class, one tier of this division, and then you have 90 models, and then you have these three teams at the bottom. Pirates, Cubs, Reds. Not a whole lot going on with those teams right now. So two classes of the division, we typically break it up that way. Um, that's typically how we kind of talk about it, but um let's go ahead and dive into some of these interesting questions topics thoughts um if you have anything you want to say about it, any questions you may have about the nl central any thoughts that you might have we have youtube comments we have twitter we have instagram um anything you can do to reach out you if you shoot me i even have dms open on twitter shoot me a dm i'll answer your question if you have a question about that but Let's go ahead and start with the Reds going first. A couple of questions that have just come to mind as we've kind of gotten into this 2022 season. Who gets moved? That's pretty obvious, right? Tyler Malley, Luis Castillo. I think one, if not both, are on the move. Um, I think those trades are going to be ones that are happening closer to the deadline We'll see if it becomes a bidding war. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a Reds fan. I don't think either one of those players are as good as a lot of Reds fans and maybe a lot of baseball thinks that they are. Um, Tyler Malley, I mean, you're selling low on him right now if you trade him. Now, they don't have to trade him. They have team control. They want to keep him around, see if they can trade him next year, you know, whatever, keep him, extend him. Don't just sit on your hands here. Um, you gotta do one or the other. Still, though, those packages are gonna bring back a nice group of prospects. It won't be anything that'll blow your socks off, probably. Um, Jose Pereira's trade last year from Minnesota um to Toronto reminds me of kind of a Tyler Malley. I think I don't think Mally has as much um return or talent or whatever you want to call it worth value value is the word i'm looking for unbelievable bad bad podcasting there as much value but uh you know i don't know the reds have a lot to decide what they're going to do the mike moustakis aren't getting traded they're not going to be able to move that money we'll see how about tyler naquin um a lot of the vets on this team could be shipped off. Uh, Kyle Farmer is another one. Doesn't sound like he's going anywhere after hearing David Bell's comments. Enough about trades. Nixon's Zell, what is he? He is a lower career WRC plus than Air City is Aquino. That's all I gotta say. They gotta figure out what Nixon's Zell is. This is his third season, injury ridden. Um, all of his career, what is he, what's the plan going forward? I'm not saying write him off. I'm just saying like, we have to have a plan Um, with Nixon's L. What do you do with that guy? So moving on to the Cubs, which one of these youngsters is going to stick? For whatever reason, they decided to sign several vets, still playing J- Jason Hayward Well, they're paying a lot of money. Who's going to stick out of this group? And who's going to kind of carve out a role? Is Patrick Wisdom, Frank Schwindel, I mean, are those guys on the next competing team in Chicago? I don't think so. They have plenty of prospects, and a lot that I'll, I like a lot. I mean, Brendan Davis, Christian Hernandez. By the way, if you all are interested in some prospect discussion, um, please let me know. I would be happy to do that. Or, of course, have Aramon, who knows light years more than I do about it, but Christopher Morrell comes up, he's playing center field, second, third, short. I mean, he's playing all over the place and he's playing well. Um, is he part of the future? Is he going to carve out a role? I say give him every day at bats, just figure out what he is. Um, it's not like you're tanking by doing that or anything, you know, he's been productive. See what that kid has. Um, Alfonso Rivas has flashed a little bit. Both of these players are um, 25 or below. I think they're both around 25, actually. 23, 24, 25. Give these, give these kids at bats. This team's not very good. 18 and 26. Yeah, they have some vets and yeah, they have some expensive pieces. This is, I'll say it. I've been saying it all year. This team's just weird. Like the structure and rostering construction on this team's weird. Um, the Pittsburgh Pirates, I don't know how this is possible because they haven't made any big roster moves since the beginning of the season. But I find myself with more questions about the Pirates now than I did in the preseason. Um it's just so strange. Like who are the building blocks on this team? Cabrion Hayes, who's looked good. That extension's gonna be great. That's a smart move by Pittsburgh that not enough people have talked about. Brian Reynolds hasn't been great. Um, looking more like mediocre this season. Now we've seen what he can do. An elite talent. I think he'll be fine. Don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying Brian Reynolds is not a building block. I'm just saying that's a thing that I did not have a question about coming into the season. I thought he was all good to go. It's gravy. Not the case. Not the case at all. Um, Who else is a building block on this team? David Bednar. He's really freaking good. If he'll make it to the all-star break, they're throwing him 94 innings. Like Every game he's pitching two innings. I just don't think that's the best idea. You can pick and choose your spots for that. But they're kind of making it the norm, which um, is strange with how often he's pitching for a team that's not competitive. Sign him or trade him. Sign him or trade him. Figure it out there. He could be a building block. Sure, if you consider a high leverage bullpen pitcher a building block. I don't. I don't because I don't see those players getting long-term deals, nor are they worth it. So who else you at? How many starting pitchers on this Pittsburgh Pirates team do you see sticking around? Zero. Year four plus of a rebuild. And there's not a current pitcher on the team that's intriguing moving forward. Mitch Keller's done. Don't give me that. Okay, Zach Thompson, you want to give me that? Like, you could sell me on that. I'm not necessarily buying it, I'm hesitant still. Um, as, as like, is he going to be a starting pitcher on this team in three plus years? I don't know. Just a lot of questions about that rotation right now, this deep into a rebuild. What's the direction there? The pirates are just, I just have so many questions about that team. Okay. We talked about three rebuilding teams that aren't good. Are you still intrigued to listen to the last five minutes of the show? 10 minutes in, I've talked about bad baseball teams. You all know, I love to do that. What the hell is wrong with me? Let's talk about the two good teams in this division. The Cardinals and Brewers. And I saved these for last for a reason. I want to group them together. I'll give you a little bit of each. Then I want to talk big picture. First on the Cardinals. Nolan Gorman called up. Good week. 294, 400, 412. Had a three-hit game. Um, Temporary fix at the very least. I wouldn't count on him to just be this awesome player all year long. He's a rookie. Um, you know, you got to be careful with that. See see what they got there. But, um, you know, you, got, you still got to figure out what's going on with this Cardinals team. I like him. Arenado, Goldschmidt, they're carrying the team right now, and they're carrying a little bit too much weight. There has to be a couple other players that are going to step up. Um, Tommy Edmonds flashed at times, you know. Uh, even Harrison Bader's looked kind of good, which is awesome. I just don't know. This Cardinals team, I keep finding myself asking the question, this offseason, going into the 2020 season, did the Cardinals decide we want to improve the team to win a championship or did they decide we want a fairy tale ending with Arab Pujols and Yachty Molina, like – Is that the route that they're going down? I don't know, man. You got two 40, three 40-year-olds on the roster. It's a cute story. We'll see how it pays off at the end. Here's the question I have with the Brewers and Cardinals together. Obviously, the two best teams in the division. I've said that now three times. Why do I keep repeating myself? Who's going to make the winning move here? Both of these teams are not ready to compete for a World Series. Both have plenty of good pieces. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot to like on each one of these teams. Who is going to make the trade that is going to put them over the top? I think it's the Cardinals. I do. And it's not just me continuing my Brewers hate. That's not the case. I think the Cardinals have the prospects to do it. They have young MLB players. If they wish to make some blockbuster trade, think they have more at their disposal right now Um, starting pitching middle infield i feel like everyone always needs outfield bat they got a good bullpen you know the brewers have the pitching can they add to that offense that's where it gets kind of sticky that's where it gets kind of sticky who are you going to give up on in the current lineup um they need another outfield bat for sure there's a lot to be discussed there but i i just wanted to take this route today Break down some things for you all to think about, some things I've been thinking about, see what you all think. Um, Before we get you out of here, I just want to mention a few things. Head over to JustBaseball.com. We have the Jackie Bradley slash Hunter Renfro trade piece that I I worked on at Alexis Diaz Red's relief pitcher piece that I just worked on. Um, A lot of good articles coming out right now on JustBaseball.com. And if you all don't know about this loop, the trading cards, Cardboard consultants—it's a thing like Arm and them do. It's, it's something to check out. I don't know a thing about trading baseball cards, but this Loop app—you download, you get a twenty-dollar credit, and they didn't even tell me to say this. So don't think I'm just pumping out something. I downloaded. I don't know a thing about cards. I'm on there, and I'm clicking on these videos, and they just open packs, and you buy them like right then, and then they ship them to your door. I had no idea that this was a thing. So I have my twenty bucks. Today, which is when you're listening to this Friday, Wild Card Tradings will be opening, I think, around noon. Get on the Loop app. Get your $20 credit. You can find the links on all of the Just Baseball stuff. Or just ask me. I'll send it to you. And you can just spend the 20 bucks. And, like, let's say you pull a really good card. You can just immediately sell it for more money. Um, I don't know. It may make me get into cards. So, if you haven't checked out Loop, please check that out. Um, a lot of stuff going over on over at gistbaseball.com. Before we let you out of here, just got to let you know the upcoming opponents for each team. The Reds have the Giants and then go to Boston. Interesting. Cubs at White Sox versus Cardinals. Pirates, holy crap. The Pirates go to San Diego and to Dodger Stadium. Big L, Pirates. Big L. Cardinals, Brewers, and Padres. That'll be a really interesting week. I can't wait to talk about the Cardinals next week. Let's see what they look like. Brewers at Cardinals at Cubs. That's it for you today. Again, I'm Clay Snowden. This has been the State of the Division for the NL Central, a Just Baseball podcast, and I'm out.